0: Have any idea what I you're we talking are. about? I, I don't. It seems to me, Mr. Rittenhouse, that this person is suggesting he's going to go put out some fires, and you're sort of assuring him that it's, you don't need to, it's it's okay. Would that be a fair interpretation or no? No. Okay.
1: But you don't remember what was yeah, going I, on? I, I, I don't remember the conversation, what it was about, other than fires, and I don't recall it. This is one of the
0: guys in the group that you later got your fire extinguisher from, right? No. Okay, we'll get to that in a second. Let's continue. Brian, can you continue? you uh, I'm not sure. I'm not i rubber
2: Oh no, I just got rubber bullet. no, it does
3: not even leave
2: it
0: just stuck. It
2: just
0: fucking stuck.
3: Well, Boy ever heard nobody?
0: It's a
3: little oh,
0: spicy, that's all Yeah, I think someone's got some
4: medical
0: weed, I'll tell you that. You're walking around Asking people in this crowd if they need medical. Um, And you talked earlier about treating a couple, I don't know, somebody at at the 59th Street car source, right? Minor injuries. Minor injuries. When you were walking around outside that property, when you're out in the street announcing what you're announcing, did anybody respond and say, yeah, I need help from you? Yes. When was that?
1: I don't recall an exact time, but somebody cut their finger open, and I gave them some gauze and some bandage tape.
0: Was that before or after this? Do you remember? Before. Um, where physically did that happen?
3: You see, this has recall. nothing to do with and was this, this guy is on trial for you for a murder.
0: Or, you know, yelled out that you could help, and then somebody. And said, notice yeah, that they smoking. haven't that even what, what gotten
3: went on in that situation. Yes. To the murder, alleged As you're murder. you're
0: walking along here, from this point until the end, until you shoot Rosenbaum and Huber and Grosskreutz, no one in this crowd ever says to you, "Yeah, I do need medical. Come over and help me." Correct? Yes. That's correct. Yes. Okay. Let's continue. <laughs>
3: It's a yellow pants guy. He
0: walked away. This is the individual who accuses you of pointing your gun at them, right? Yes. And he says that you did so when he was on a vehicle, right? Yes. And, in fact, he had been at the 59th Street car source location, climbing on, sitting on, jumping on one of the vehicles in that lot,
1: hadn't he? Not that I'm aware of. I know I heard uh, Joanne Fiedler testify to that, but I don't remember. I don't remember seeing him at that location.
0: But he accuses you of that here. He does. And you tell him, basically, yeah, I did point the gun at you, right?
1: I, I shrugged it off and said, I, yeah, I did, sarcastically, meaning I didn't, but I just didn't want a confrontation, so I was like, I did, and walked away.
0: Why did you lie to him? <laughs> I didn't
1: lie to him. He didn't I didn't lie to him. I was using sarcasm.
0: The words you said, yeah, I did. Those weren't true, were they?
4: Your Honor, this is ridiculous. We're now fighting over sarcasm. This is a murder trial.
2: sarcasm, he says it's a lie, uh, and uh, he's uh, to examine on it. Go ahead.
0: When you told that individual, yeah, incredible. I did point a gun at you, that wasn't true, was it?
1: I didn't yeah. point a gun at him.
0: So why did you react to him that way in that particular moment?
1: thought that would be the best way to avoid conflict I just said yeah I did sarcastically like I don't know what you're talking about what
0: conflict were you trying to avoid?
1: Any conflict if he would have got like he was accusing me of something I didn't do so I thought the best thing would be would be, would be the best thing to do would be to walk away instead of getting into some argument so but you didn't He's Just trying to... walk is, away. You said disgusting. to
0: him, sarcastically, yeah, I did.
1: Sarca- I said sarcastically, I did, and walked away.
0: Because you were worried about a conflict. What conflict were you worried about? A verbal argument. This individual is clearly expressing to you that he's unhappy because he thought oh my you goodness. pointed your gun at him. Correct?
1: Yes. And so
0: you he's can on understand trial... Why someone?
3: He's on trial for murder and now they're also trying to impeach him, impugn his character for not staying and engaging in a confrontation. So it's damned if you do, damned if you don't. If, if he actually engages with them, they charge him. If he doesn't and walk, walks away, they criticize him for that too. Would be upset when you point an AR-15 at them, correct?
0: Yes. You knew that even before this, right? Yes. In fact, back at the 59th Street car source, that crowd that you've described as not being, not having any friction, many of that crowd got upset because they thought people in your group were pointing their laser pointers at them. Do you remember that?
1: I saw it in the videos, but I don't know what other people were doing.
0: I'm not saying anybody actually was. I'm saying the crowd was upset. And you knew that. You heard them complaining correct watching the videos yes and even at that time that night you heard the crowd upset because they thought members of your group were pointing their laser pointers
1: at them do you remember that from that night sorta of, yes or no i remember ryan Bald saying something like telling the people to stop pointing their lasers at people or something i don't i don't really remember that
0: Ryan Bulch was telling the people in your group to stop doing that.
1: The people on the roof. Who were part of your group, right? That were, with the, that were there,
0: yes. So you know when we're talking about laser pointers, we're talking about the sight at the end of some guns that helps almost like, like this, right? If, I, if somebody does this at me, you know, that could be someone pointing a gun. Correct?
1: It could be seen as that.
0: And that's what the crowd was complaining about, right? Yeah. So you knew from that crowd incident, and you certainly knew from this incident, that when people have guns pointed at them, it can really escalate the situation. But he didn't do that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't think anybody had lasers on their guns. I think...
0: Yeah, but let's go back to your group at 59th Street, because you actually didn't know any of those people other than Dominic and Nick Smith, right? Yes. You had just met Ryan Balch for the first time three or four hours before this video, right? Yeah. You had just met Jason Lukowski for the first time, just actually only a few minutes before this, right? Because he didn't get in until 1045. Correct. So at this point in the video, I don't know, this is probably about 1130 or so at night? I met him about 35 minutes prior to that. And probably it only spent, what, 10-15 minutes at all in the same location as Jason Lukoski before you walked south? Yes. So, again, Jason Lukoski was someone you'd never met before that night. Correct. And you barely spent any time with him that night, correct? Correct. And of course the people up on the roof, other than Dominic Black and Nick Smith, you didn't know any of them before that night either,
1: correct? I knew Dominic Black and Nick Smith, but the people on the... I misspoke yeah, their names. Yeah, sorry. Dominic Black and Nick Smith. I knew, those are the two people I knew on the roof.
0: Other than that, you didn't know anyone else before this night. Fair? Correct. Now, when this little interaction that we've just watched happens, you're still walking with Ryan Bulch,
1: aren't you? I, I'm not. I thought I was at the time, but seeing hindsight view, I'm not.
0: When you decided to cross 60th with Ryan Balch, you two talked about the fact that if you get separated, to go back to the 59th Street car source, right? I don't recall that conversation happening. But you tried to do that, didn't you? I I did. Because you felt like, if I'm out here by myself, that's not good. I need to head back, right? Yes. And you also talked to Ryan Balch about the fact that when you get out into this crowd... Keep your mouth shut. Don't antagonize him. Didn't Ryan talk to you about that? No, we didn't talk about that. So at this very moment, you're telling us you've lost track of Ryan Balch. A little bit ahead,
1: but around that time, yes. Let's continue the video.
0: plus. You have just walked off the screen, heading east across Sheridan Road to the Ultimate Gas Station, correct? Yes. And at that point in time, you don't know where Ryan Balch is, correct? I, when I
1: stop and look around,
0: yes. And instead of deciding to head back at this point, you go over to this Ultimate Gas and you talk to some folks over there.
1: Fair? I walk over to the Ultimate Gas Station, I walk around and I I try to see if I can find Mr. Vine- Balch. And you couldn't do that? No.
0: So then you decided to approach the police line and cross back, correct? To I, Yes. Because you decided your best course of action at that point would be to return to the same group that you'd been with, correct? Yes. Now, at that moment in time, the police had pushed everybody south of 60th, right?
1: Sort of. I, I don't really know if there were... Did you say south of 60th? I said south, south
0: of 60th. Oh, okay. Let, let's go back a little bit. We, we, we watched that interview with Richie McGinnis, where he first comes up to you and talks to you, right? Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Yes. And you're standing there at the 59th Street property, aren't you? I am. And he talks to you about what you're going to do and you say you're going to run out and help people, things like that, right? Yes. At that point, the police had already Passed with all the Bearcats and MRAPs and armored vehicles, right?
1: That's what it looks like, yes.
0: And they had established a line on 60th and Sheridan, correct? Yes. And they pushed all of the protesters, demonstrators, rioters, whatever you want to
1: call them, all of them south of 60th, correct? I, I don't know if I can honestly answer all of them. I don't know. If, I believe there are some people still um, north down Sheridan and in the put across the street. So were there, I mean, we saw a crowd earlier
0: of lots of protesters out in the street, that group, the numbers had dwindled quite a bit. Yes. Okay. So after the police move everybody south of 60th, there's no more actual threat to the 59th street car source. Is there? I, I don't know. Well, at that moment in time, what imminent threats did you see to the 59th Street car source property? I don't know. Do you remember seeing any protesters out in the street in front of the 59th Street car source after the police pushed everybody south of 60th?
3: Just say you don't know, just say you don't remember.
1: I believe there were some across the street but not many. I I can't recall completely.
3: And that was just
0: two or three people, right?
1: I, I don't know how many people.
0: None of those people came across the street to the 59th car, Street car source, did they?
1: I don't know. By the, if they did, I would have walked off by now.
0: So you didn't see them come across the street? I did not. Fair to say that after the police pushed everybody south to 60th, you never saw any people threatening that property, correct?
1: I didn't see anybody. And your goal that night,
0: you took it upon yourself to protect the 59th Street property, correct? The owners asked. asked. Sure. But you were going to station yourself at that property to try and protect it from damage.
1: Fair? The car source locations, yes.
0: And once the police had pushed everybody south of that, there was no more danger. At that car source
1: location, yes.
0: Okay. So why not go
1: home at that point? Because um, I still, the police were still pushing people back, and then they were backing up, and I was still helping people provide medical first aid.
0: Okay, so the police had established the line at 60th with their bearcats at that point, right? Yes. And there was no indication that they were going to reverse and back up and
1: move back north again. That you saw, correct? No, they've they've. They did it earlier in the night where they did the same thing.
0: Right, but this is at 1130, 1140 at night, and they've established that. The police have established that line, and as far as you can so tell, it's going to stay there. now he's trying right? to, again, build
3: this narrative. And you talked about trying the to provide cow medical have been help, there.
0: but there's no one around that needs medical help at the 59th Street car source at that point, is there?
1: Not, not that I
0: noticed. So you don't have any purpose there anymore, do you? Other than... So why not go home?
1: Because I was going to help people with provide first aid and medical assistance,
0: but that wasn't the reason you were there that night. You were there that night to protect the 59th Street car
1: source. See what it he's was doing. One he of He's trying to trap him up. There. I, part you of my be reason being reasons. there was to protect the car source properties and provide first aid and medical assistance.
0: So you went out in the crowd, like we see in this video. Looking for anyone who needed your help.
1: If somebody asked that, if somebody said they need help, I would have helped them. So, why go with Ryan Bulch? Because you're you're safer and better in Paris when there's somebody else that's also with you.
0: So, when you crossed Sixtieth, you were worried about your safety. A little bit, even though. You think this is not a hostile crowd and you're there to help oh them. Oh my goodness. He never said so worried it wasn't about your a ho- safety. That's why you needed Balch to back you up. This is what they do. Right?
1: I said I didn't think they were hostile towards me. I didn't say that they weren't a hostile crowd.
0: So, let me rephrase my question. That's to take that into account. You didn't think this was a crowd that host- was hostile to you personally, and you thought you were going to help them. But yet you also felt You needed a backup, an armed former Army
3: infantryman to protect you. Because you don't know what's going to happen. It's dark. It's a riot. It's a riot. And yet when he's gone and you can't find him,
0: you don't immediately go back, right?
1: I look for him for a second and then I think, max, I look for him for like three minutes and then I try to go back.
0: And when you couldn't get back straight across the police lines, did you decide... ...to try and go around the police lines. For example, the Ultimate Gas Station is here at 60th and Sheridan. Why didn't you walk down the street here and go over this way and around?
1: I don't know. Why freedom you of go movement go west, is of none over of their this concern. way,
0: and go around?
1: I don't know. I guess I, it was very close in time that I was heading back, uh, That that I was turned down by the police before I got the phone call from Dominic Black... So I guess I didn't have time to really think like which ways I can go around.
0: You knew the layout
3: of downtown Kenosha, right? Because you said you drove. So that now he is criticizing him for not right? finding a way to circumvent a, a police line. <laughs> so so they criticize him for crossing you the police line. go over line to the ultimate. Gas and they station. criticize you him for not finding another way across. Folks that
0: are there, who are similarly dressed as you, they've got. Similar clothing, similar weapon, things like that.
1: Right? Similar weapons, I was I don't I wouldn't say similarly dressed. But you went over there
0: because you felt that those were people doing something similar to what you were doing that night.
1: Fair? I thought that would be the safest spot for me to go.
0: Why did you think you'd be safe with those people?
1: Because I was alone and they were like I said, you're better in pairs and I didn't want to be alone and
3: so let me just pause this real quick this podcast is sponsored by air med care network the premier insurance plan to cover you and your household should any of you suffer a medical emergency and need to be airlifted to a hospital we don't get to choose when a disaster strikes you don't get to choose how you get taken to the hospital anyone who has been taken to a hospital or has a loved one who's gone to a hospital by ambulance you know it's very expensive and you know insurance won't usually cover it Well, when you have to be airlifted by a helicopter, it's much more expensive. And yeah, insurance won't cover that either. Air Med Care Network exists to make sure you don't risk bankruptcy in the event that someone in your house has to be airlifted to a hospital for medical treatment. So when you sign up at the link in our description, airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily not only are they going to give you coverage for your entire household for one year for $85, but they're also going to give you money back up to 50 bucks, depending on how many years you sign up for. So again, that's airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily and use promo code daily to get up to $50 back. What happened was he was going around with someone else. They were providing medical care. They were putting out fires and they had been asked by a property owner. Hey, can you just look after the property? He got separated from his partner, and got turned around a bit. That's the only answer he needs to give. He got separated, turned around a bit, went to the first place that popped to my mind. Instead, this is this is a danger. This is a danger of taking the stand. The prosecutor is making him look bad. Now, we can look at this and say, it's, it, Kyle's doing great. He is doing a good job. But for the jury, you don't want the jury to see this. If you can avoid it, you avoid it. Because this questioning doesn't advance the notion that Kyle was uh, feared for his life, it doesn't advance the notion that he was it was reasonable to fear for his life. What this is doing is creating doubt over why Kyle was there. Now it's the prosecution's job to prove beyond a reasonable doubt. But this is this is hurting his case, and this is why earlier I explained I wouldn't have put Kyle Rittenhouse on the stand. Let's keep going. In,
1: in that situation.
0: You didn't want to be alone out here with this crowd that we see on the screen right now, right? I did not want to be alone with them. You wanted to be with the group
1: at Ultimate Gas that had AR-15s like you, right? I wanted to be um, back at the car source where there weren't people <clears throat> around.
0: Right, and we've talked about that, but but initially you go to Ultimate Gas. To and, look
1: for Ryan, yes.
0: But you also talk to people who have AR-15s just like you, right?
1: I. I wouldn't say I talked to them. I asked after the phone call, I asked a guy for a fire extinguisher to come with me.
0: Let's uh, play exhibit number 11. This At is a murder trial, and, and they have not
3: mark. once questioned him on the actual interaction that led to the shooting. Notice that. We've been going at this for now for two and a half hours. So that the prosecution's had him. They are accusing him of murder and are not asking him about that situation. This is the Corey Elijah live stream
0: when he's in the ultimate gas lot.
3: So, yeah, they are not. This is this is incredible. If they are going to try and accuse him of murder, they should be trying to get at that. And that, and you can hear this from some of the objections from Kyle's defense attorneys. That's
0: Ryan Bulch, standing yes. standing there in the ultimate gas lot. Correct. Yes. Let's play this video.
3: Look at those gas prices, 209. We just saw you run through this video, correct? Yes.
0: I started this video at the 54 minute and 30 second mark. It is now paused at the 54 minute and 56 second mark. So for 26 seconds, Corey Elijah has Ryan Balch on screen, center of this video, during that entire time, right? Yes. And you run right past where Corey Lodge is standing. He's not watching the live stream. Yes. And Ryan Balch is loitering there in the middle of the screen for at least twenty six seconds,
1: right? That's what it looks like on the screen.
0: And your testimony is you were trying your best to find Ryan Balch at the ultimate gas station at this point.
1: Because you needed him to protect you? He didn't see him. I was looking for Ryan Balch, but I didn't notice him as I was running away. uh, Not running away, running towards Carcer's 3.
0: But for 26 seconds before you start running, he's standing right there, isn't he? But he he? didn't see him.
1: Yes, and I... When when he's standing right there, before I run with the fire extinguisher, I'm... I'm over here on the phone with (laughs) Dominic Black... How long was your phone call with Dominic Black? About 30 seconds. Okay, so before that, you'd been looking for Ryan Bulch. Before that, I tried to get back to the um, car store slot number one. See and you'd also been to looking that? for Ryan Bulch. They're
3: playing a live stream looking, and expecting yes, that he knows what's going on the live stream. He didn't because see him. Because you wanted
0: a partner, a buddy, to protect you, to protect each other, yes. And, in fact, when you borrowed that fire extinguisher, you asked someone in that group, To Come along with you, right? Yes. Because you wanted someone there to protect you when you go down and put out what you think are some fires. Just to cover each other's back? Yes. Because you know that you're running into a crowd that is not friendly to you, right? No. That's why you had to say the word friendly, friendly, friendly. So now now they're basically trying to insinuate that he knew he he was getting himself into trouble. As friendly.
1: Correct? I screamed friendly, friendly, friendly because somebody screamed a burn inside. I'm talking about when you crossed 60th. You yelled at them. At that time, yes. But and
0: no one in the crowd is yelling burn inside or anything along those lines, are they? Not at that time. And you also wanted someone from that group to come along with you when you're going to go down and put out a fire because you knew full well that anyone running around like you putting fires out is going to cause a reaction in the crowd, a hostile reaction. Correct?
1: I didn't think it would cause a negative reaction. I wanted somebody to come with me because you're better in pairs. And I thought there were other people at that car source before I got there.
0: Well, Dominic, if you're telling us that Dominic Black called you to run three blocks down the road, to put out a fire at the 63rd Street car source, then you must have known at that moment that there wasn't anyone else down there, right? Why would you need to go if somebody's already down there?
1: Mr. Black said to me on the phone, hey, they're setting fires at the other car source. I need you to get down there, and put out the fires. It must not have, I don't think it, I took it as there's not other people down there.
0: Why would you need to go? three blocks down, if there were already So he keeps using this word, need. Oh.
4: He's asking a question. This witness doesn't know really the answer, whether there are people there or not.
0: He's told us he thought there were. So I'm probing the basis of that and his understanding at the time. You
4: can answer if you
2: understand the question?
0: This is insane. I'll repeat the question. Why would you need to run three blocks down to the 63rd car source if you thought there were already
3: people there? Maybe they didn't have a fire extinguisher.
1: I thought there were people there, but I, Dominic asked me to go down there. I thought that was to help put out the fires that were down there.
0: You're, you, This video that we're watching is minutes after you've left the 59th Street Car Source, right? Yes. And when you leave the 59th Street Car Source, you're with Ryan Balch. Yes. And then this reporter, Richie McGinnis. Yes. And as far as you know, when you leave 59th Street Car Source... Everybody in your group is still back there, right?
1: At the car source? At 59th Street Car yes. Source. Yes.
0: Everybody's still back there. Yes. Joanne Fiedler. Yes. Dustin Collette. Dominic Black. Nick Smith. You see, Jason See, nothing to do with murder. Anyone else. They're all still there, right? They're trying to impugn location,
3: his yes. credibility.
0: So none of your group
1: is already down at 63rd Street Car Source, right? The other group that showed up after we got done taking the pictures with and the, These
3: questions I, I are designed to try and trip vans, them up, to
1: confuse they them. They were still down They're
3: confusing that. me. Where the prosecutors, two or, or three vans
1: of
0: people that came out with what have been described as melee weapons, right, like bats and clubs and things like that. Do you recall that? First of all, do you recall that testimony? I, I do. Do you remember seeing those two or three vans come to that location? I, I do. Do you remember seeing people get out of those vans?
1: Yes, I, I saw. I think there were six people. Um, they, in total,
0: and you saw them with weapons.
1: I saw them with, I saw them with rifles. I don't think I remember melee weapons. They were armed.
0: Correct? Yes. And you believed that they were going to be the ones protecting the sixty-third Street car source. Correct. Yes. So at this point in time, in the evening, had anybody told you that those folks had left the sixty-third Street car source? No. So when you're running with this fire extinguisher, you think there's already a group that's designated to that spot that's still down there, right? Yes. So again, why do you feel that you needed to run three blocks down there with a fire extinguisher if you thought there were already people down there protecting? Because
3: someone phone? asked him to do it.
1: Because someone I, asked him Dominic to do it. Period. Me and asked me to go help put out the fires down there.
0: And in that phone call, Dominic never told you that any of the members of the 59th Street group that you were part of, he never said any of them were down there at
3: 63rd, right? Oh my goodness. And he never told you that the group that was supposed to be down there. I want to be absolutely clear. We are talking about a city employee, right? A, A governmental employee, this prosecutor, now criticizing a good Samaritan for going to stop fires when the fire department wasn't responding. That's what they're actually trying to criminalize here. And again, remember, they have not mentioned murder once.
0: He never told you anything about them, whether they were there or not there. He never mentioned that. It, Fair? They didn't come up. And you asked the people that you got the fire extinguisher to, uh, from to come with you, right? Yes. You were looking for Ryan Balch for backup, right?
1: I was looking around for him, yes.
0: You had already tried to go back to the 59th Street location, right? Yes. And all of those failed, yes. so then you decide to take it upon yourself to head down to 63rd Street to put out fires. Fair?
1: I wouldn't say that I would say I want to go put down put put out the fires that I was there to do when, by, when I say protect the property, I mean by like put out fires. So I want to go put out the fires. I just believe there are people there.
3: So this is the other thing that the prosecution is doing. The prosecution is trying to suggest that he doesn't have the right to go where he's going. Right? Obviously, there's the curfew. It's not being enforced. The curfew charge has been dropped against him. So you can argue that till you're blue in the face. But to suggest that he somehow wanted to shoot someone because he went to a location that he had been asked to go to to put out a fire, that he was, like, looking for trouble. This prosecutor... While he, while he did a terrible job of with his own witnesses, is doing a decent job of not actually proving that Kyle Rittenhouse killed anyone in cold blood, but of putting Kyle Rittenhouse on his heels and forcing him to answer questions that really don't mean a whole lot, but start making him look a little bit uneasy, like he like he doesn't have a complete memory, that he he's not trustworthy, that he might be looking for trouble. Those are all things that the prosecution is going to try and do, to get the jury to convict him it's a bogus tactic because they again this is a murder trial they have not once yet actually talked to kyle rittenhouse about any of the lethal force interactions and you brought your ar-15
0: along yes why
1: because it was with me already
0: yeah, but you've taken it off earlier when you were treating someone. Who's, right? yeah. Who's he going to give it to? right?
1: Who's he going to give the so AR 15 to? you know to?
0: how to take it off, don't you?
1: Yes. And
0: you can make a choice on your own whether or not to go armed with it or whether to give it to the person who is the lawful owner of it on that date, Dominic Black.
3: So, he, so this is, again, a very leftist talking point that you have, you have no right. You have no right to want to be to want to carry a gun. You need to somehow prove why you needed it. And simply wanting it just in case isn't good enough for this prosecutor. Right? When this prosecutor is asking him, "Well, why did you n- ask for someone to come with you if you knew there were going to be people there?" The answer is, "Because I just want to ma- make sure I'm safe because even if there were people there which I didn't know, I could still get attacked in the three block run, so it'd be better to have someone there." Right? He he's trying to go after the very concept of self-defense and that you have no legitimate f- reason to fear for your life because, I mean, they're trying to poke holes in all this. It's ridiculous, but it's, it's working, not in the sense that it's proving that Kyle Rittenhouse did anything wrong, but it's working in the sense that if I was on a jury and I didn't already know everything about the case, this would not look good.
1: Correct? I didn't take my rifle off there because there was nobody I could hand it to um, and when I took it off to hand it to Joanne Fiedler I was in a safe spot in that corner of the building where there were people protecting me at that time right there. When I went to go to the car source number three to put out the fire there was nobody I could hand my rifle to that could protect me while I'm providing first aid to somebody.
0: But she still knew you had it.
1: My you rifle, st- yes.
0: You still knew you had it strapped around your body, yes. And you made a conscious decision to bring it along, right? Yes. Why? He, their answer. he, he gave an answer about how he already had it, and we've. Oh we've, my goodness! Go the- oh my goodness! They're so, going to
3: ask him every five minutes why he didn't I, take I off his rifle. Right? I don't
0: really understand what. Well, you. Was it simply that, well, I've already got it strapped on, so I might as well bring it along? Is that what you're telling us? You decided to bring along the AR-15 because, well, I've already got it. If he it. had dropped
3: it, they'd is accuse him of, of improperly disposing of a gun.
1: I don't think I was thinking... Like, they hey, accuse I'm him of an illegal transfer. transfer. I, I wouldn't have because I, there were people around that could have stolen my gun, and I didn't.
3: See, this is why you don't
1: take the stand.
3: Everything I didn't he did was reasonable. Take my
1: rifle off because I was going there alone. I, I was going to be running there alone, and I didn't
3: want to do it unarmed.
1: Period. I didn't take it off because no one else was there to protect me um, as I was going there. So I, that's why so I brought it. they're putting him on the defensive. He has every
3: right to do every, all yes. of this. You brought
0: it along down there because you felt like you would need to protect yourself. Against someone else, no,
3: harming you. That it was Correct. a possibility.
1: If that would have happened, I would have protected myself. But I, I didn't think I was going to be attacked in ambush.
3: But you just said you had it
0: for protection. What yes, were you expecting? You would need protection from. I, I, I,
2: this is, I, I thought we had covered much of this before. I'm specifically
0: focusing in. No, this on is a prosecutor who doesn't believe in in the down right to self-defense. street car source. I have not asked him about this yet, Your Honor.
3: Well, I carry a gun with me almost every single time I go outside the house. I don't expect someone to jump me. I don't expect someone to kill me. Right. But I have it on me just in case so that if it does happen, I'm able to defend myself because the consequences of being unarmed are far worse than the consequences of unnecessarily being armed. Right. Okay. Oh, well, I wore a gun and I didn't need it. It was a little heavy on my on my belt. It's a little uncomfortable, but hey, you know what? It's okay, because if I didn't have the gun, right? If I didn't have the gun and I needed it, I'm dead. I mean, these are easy answers. Now, for an 18-year-old kid, a 17-year-old kid at the time, who hasn't been carrying a gun forever, right? You, you, these don't come out so easily. It's an easy answer. I don't expect to be attacked, but I carry a gun just in case it happens, going to step away real quick to remind you that this podcast is sponsored by Liberty Cigars. Liberty Cigars is a patriot-owned business with an extensive line of historically-themed individual cigars and cigar collections, including the Commander Series, the Founder Series, and the President Series. All of their packaging is proudly made in the USA by American workers, and it's a truly unique gift for both cigar and history lovers alike. So here's the deal. When you go to LibertyCigars.com and use promo code BFREE B-E-F-R-E-E, B-E-F-R-E-E Any order over $76 is going to receive a free additional Benedict Arnold cigar. That's right, a free cigar added on top. Now, this is the perfect gift for your traitorous liberal family members or friends, or just for anyone, or smoke it yourself. Again, go to LibertyCigars.com and use promo code BEFREE, B-E-F-R-E-E, to get a free Benedict Arnold cigar added to all orders over $76. Let's keep playing.
2: Go ahead, but uh, you need to pick up the pace somewhat.
3: When
0: you decided to bring your AR-15 loaded with 30 rounds down to the 63rd Street source, car source location, what did you think you needed protection against? Don't know.
1: I didn't really think I was going to have to protect myself.
0: You told us just now you brought it along for protection. Just in I case. I did, but I
1: didn't think I was going to need to protect myself.
0: You brought it along for protection, but you didn't think you needed protection? No. Just. I'm trying to clarify no, he's the saying two just different answers case. that I think he just, just gave, Your Honor. No. no.
2: But, but, go ahead. Can you, do, you do you understand, understand the, the question?
0: Not really. I asked you why you brought the gun. You said you needed it for protection. I said, no, just protection against what? You said you didn't think you needed protection. That's not I'm what he confused. said. I'm confused. Can you help me understand why you're telling us you needed a gun for protection, but you didn't think you needed protection.
1: I brought the gun for my protection, but what I was saying is I didn't think I would have to use the gun and end up defending myself.
0: So you, in this video, are running. Yes. It's
3: like, that. You run a- like The best example, when I go in my car and I drive, I have a jack and a spare tire on the back of my Jeep. I don't expect on any given drive that I'm gonna get a flat flat tire. I don't expect that I'm going to have to change a tire. But if I do get a flat, I want to make sure I have that jack, that I have the spare tire. Right? That I have the key to take the lug nuts off. He's Kyle Rittenhouse, he's a young kid, 18-year-old man. He doesn't have the experience of carrying a gun to be able to articulate what he's been doing for years. The same way that other people who've carried every day can. And it's showing here. And again, this is... I don't think that this... Unless they can actually prove that he didn't fear for his life in that moment, all of this is irrelevant. All of this is irrelevant. Let's keep playing.
0: Across the screen. Yes? Yes. And then I think you testified on direct that as you made it down the block, you... I don't remember exactly how you phrased it, but you you, you stopped running and you, you walked for a little while. Is that right? I
1: jogged and walked occasionally.
0: Carrying the fire extinguisher and your gun? Yes. And you're alone at that point with no backup, right? Yes. And you testified that when you got down to the 63rd Street car source, you indicated that you came upon that vehicle we've been calling the Duramax. You know what vehicle I'm talking about? I do. And you indicated that when you got there, you walked around that vehicle and you saw a person that you now know to be Joshua Zeminski. Is that right?
1: I I walked up to the Duramax,
0: yes. You didn't know Joshua Zeminski's name at that point, correct? No. You hadn't taken any notice of him at all up until that moment all night long. Fair? Fair. This is the first time that you see that this is a person that comes to your attention. Fair? Yes. And you said he had a gun in his hand. Yes. And you put the fire extinguisher down on the ground.
1: I I dropped the fire extinguisher.
0: And then you hear or see Mr. Rosenbaum coming from behind you.
1: I... When I get to the Duramax, I step forward, and then Mr. Zeminski turns towards me, and he steps towards me. I drop the fire extinguisher, step back, and that's when I see. I I, I go to run back towards 59th Street. And
0: Mr. Rosenbaum is coming.
1: And then I—that's when I notice Mr. Rosenbaum running at me, leaving me with no other right. Mr. Zeminski in front of me with the gun, M- Mrs. Zeminski right there, um, a couple of feet away, and then some other people, I, there.
0: And then the chase happens. Is that yes. fair to say? Yes. Have
1: you told us
0: everything that you did when that situation just happened at the Duramax? Yes. Can we play the iPad, please?
3: The iPad with the drone video.
0: This is exhibit number
3: 73. Oh, now they're going to try and catch him and say that he he looked over a different shoulder. This is ridiculous. So they just asked him, Did you tell us everything you did? And now they're going to probably freeze in on one or two frames of this video. And say that, well, you didn't say that you looked over your left shoulder. You said you looked over your right shoulder. Yes. Yes, GW Kelsey there. Trying to impeach him by omission. We saw his testimony earlier. He was bawling his eyes out. They had to stop and go into recess because he was crying. And they're now going to try and impeach him if he left out the smallest detail of what he was doing while he was fleeing an attacker. This is, this is wrong. This judge should shut this down.
0: Mr. Rittenhouse, this is a video that has been admitted into evidence as exhibit number 73. This is a video taken by a drone that was hovering south of 63rd uh, at the time that you shot Mr. Uh, Rosenbaum. We're going to play the beginning of this video on the iPad, and I'm going to have Detective Howard uh, use the pinch-and-zoom feature on the iPad to zoom in on the area.
4: Your Honor, I'm going to object to this, and I'd like to be heard outside the presence of the jury. What do you think?
2: Perfect time for a break, don't you think? Uh, Let's take a break. Please don't talk about the case uh, during the break. Read, watch, or listen to any account of the trial.
3: They should have tried to do this earlier to break it up. They should have objected to something and asked for a sidebar earlier. And not let Kyle be on the stand for an hour and 45 minutes straight. Being questioned about nonsense. Being caught up in tricks. And linguistic gymnastics. But here we're going to see what their objection is. They are quieting it out while the jury leaves. They're making it, muting it while the jury leaves. You can see that Kyle Rittenhouse's mother is back there too. Other people are there. The prosecution has not um, done a single thing yet to prove murder, but they have made up? Kyle look
2: a little shitty. Excuse me, what? I think they went upstairs though. Uh, go ahead.
4: Your Honor. I don't know what the state's going to do next, but I suspect that it's something along the lines of they're going to use the iPad and Mr. Binger was talking about pinching the screen. iPads, which are made by Apple, have artificial intelligence in them that allow things to be viewed through three dimensions and logarithms. A logarithms? I don't understand it all either. Um, and it uses artificial intelligence or their logarithms to create what they believe is happening. So this isn't actually enhanced video. This is Apple's iPad programming creating what it thinks is there, not what necessarily is there. That's, an, that's and an interesting I don't know what's going to happen, accusation. but we had this video enhanced. We have testimony regarding it, and this is one of the topics that came up. I asked my expert. I said, do you know of anything that does something like that? Because that was when Detective Antaramian testified about pinching his telephone, and that's what I was told, and that's where I think this is going, and I don't think that it's appropriate. It's it's wrong.
2: Mr. Binger?
0: Your Honor, I think everybody in, the pho- in this room has a smartphone, whether it's an Apple iPhone or some other device, and I think uh, we've all taken a photograph or a video at one point or another and used the the pinch to zoom in feature. This is a common part of everyone's everyday life. Um, in the olden days, you had a photograph and a, mic- and a magnifying glass, right? That doesn't change the photograph. When you use a magnifying glass to look at words on a paper or a photograph. The so they're trying glass to bring artificial doesn't intelligence change
3: the in. It doesn't like change what the they do at
0: NFL games. On the paper. It doesn't change the words in the book. All it does is make them easier to see. The pinch and zoom feature on the iPad or the iPhone or an Android phone, whatever device everyone in this room has, does that exact same thing. Now, if counsel has an expert who will say that this is unreliable, or distorting the image, or something along those lines, even though this is something everybody in this room has done with countless videos and photos throughout the last 20 years, 10 years of our lives here. Um, This is a fact. this is a feature of everyday life in America now with smartphones. If they want to have an expert come in and say, it's unreliable, and you can't believe what's on that screen, they can do that. We're still in their case, and then the jury make a decision as to whether or not pinching and zooming on why do you have to pinch and zoom is tampering with the video or altering the image or unreliable or shouldn't be given any weight so if they want to make a jury question out of this they are free to do so we're still in their case in chief
3: but yeah whether or not we have a smartphone is irrelevant this is the murder trial. with
0: anything the counsel just said I've used my phone I think probably you have to I think this is something within everyone's common knowledge to pinch and zoom on a screen. And that's what's going on here. It does not change the image in any way. It just well, makes it like a magnifying
2: saying, glass. Well, I don't know. When I put the magnifying glass up, then it's enlarging the image. It is not altering the image. What he's saying, and I think, and I bless, I know less than anyone in the room here, I'm sure about all this stuff, but uh, I'm hearing him to say that they're actually artificially inserting pixels into there, which is altering the object which is being portrayed. And so, you know what, I, I, myself, when confronted with these changes in technology, what I usually do is to have, to admit the evidence, but uh, make sure that the finder of fact is aware of the fact that it is not the original image and the method by which it's been enhanced. Uh, you're suggesting that I should make the defense bring in an expert for it. My, my thought would be that actually you're the one who's offering the exhibit so you should be in a position to offer evidence uh, as to the fact that it is not distorting the uh, object which is depicted. And it's too
3: late.
0: I, I would submit, Your Honor, that I think it's common sense to everyone no. in this room that it's that's too not late. what's going on here. And what counsel is saying about Apple software and logarithms and things like that is not something that people in this room are familiar with. I, I
2: thought I heard the experts say on the stand, and believe me, again, it's, this is not something I'm familiar with, but I thought I heard the experts say that you brought down in, from the crime lab that in fact that there were alterations made by adding pixels, that's an alteration of the image. So I don't have any problem with it being received, but you're going to have to have someone testify that it's a reliable, I don't want to say mirror image, but uh, uh, because obviously if you insert more items into an area of space, it's going to distort what's depicted.
0: I think, Your Honor, when the pinch and zoom maneuver is used on the screen, it it actually, um, it it almost, it it takes the high resolution that we see here and it brings it into the point where the pixels are actually spread out more. You know what, I'm not gonna gonna
2: accept as accurate what Richards is saying and I'm not gonna accept what you're telling me. I said, if you can offer somebody was knowledgeable in these areas, the document or the, uh, the I think you should be allowed to use the image. But they rest rested I, their this case. This is high risk. It, it, to me, if uh, it, to me, if, if if you insert more data into a, a, an area of space, well, you're w- nagging, wagging your head no. There's
0: no Tell me where I'm wrong. There's no proof in this record that we're doing that,
2: Your Honor. I didn't <laughs> say there was proof of it. I said you have the burden of proof you're the proponent of the exhibit and you need to
0: tell me that it's reliable. The, the exhibit's already in evidence, Your Honor. That I know. The enhanced exhibit is not in evidence. This is not an enhancing.
3: Well, an if it,
2: then why show it?
0: <laughs> I, 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 on stuff. The I mean, the
2: reason I'll you wanna show it is so because it enhances it. the image, right? The
0: done this whole fraud. No, one,
2: no, 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 one at a time.
0: I'll, I'll say what Mr. Cross is just saying. The, the defense has taken videos and photos, and cropped them, zoomed in on them, uh, on many exhibits in this trial. And this is, again, like I said, the magnifying glass is not changing the image. What the expert testified to about his software program was that he uses, I think he called it mfar 5 or something like that. It It was a software program he was using to create the additional images or the exhibits that were introduced with regard to this drone video. And he talked about what that software program does. He was not talking about the, the common, ordinary, everyday pinch and zoom feature on the Apple. Okay. There are two different so, things, Your Honor, and I want to Let's, let's about break this.
3: this down real quick. When you bring video evidence into trial, you, you, you play the video. What they want the ability to do is to zoom in at particular spots, at particular moments, and to highlight things that they believe should be of interest. Going to remind everyone that this podcast is also sponsored by MyPillow. Go to MyPillow.com and use promo code CD21, CD21, Charlie delta 21 to get up to 66% off. It's the best promo code that MyPillow has available. Listen, Mike Lindell is a patriot. It's a great American company that employs a large number of American workers shop american get your family members or friends a fine my pillow product this year for the holiday season for christmas go to mypillow.com and use promo code cd21 to get up to 66 percent off that's very suspect and now the defense isn't entirely correct it might be correct in some instances like uh like with my i just got a new pixel 6 pixel 6 pro and that has the ability to take a picture and if there's someone in the background I don't like, it has the ability to actually erase that person. So these phones have a lot of technology in them when it comes to the, the camera app, the video apps to manipulate data. And when you zoom in, it can enhance it. When you zoom in, it can enhance it and make certain assumptions of what it should look like to make it look a little bit more um, palatable to the eye. So you're not looking at big pixels. That absolutely can happen when you when you zoom in on some of these devices. So they want to be able to zoom in on command to highlight specific things. When in reality, what they should have done is they should have made a number of different versions of the video, zoomed in, zoomed out, and then presented them that way. But instead, they want to be able to play God and zoom in and zoom out on command. Let's keep listening. Because
0: I don't think it's fair to equate the technical video editing software used by the crime lab with pinching and zooming on an iPhone. They're they're different software programs, different procedures, and I don't think it's fair to extrapolate this. Every one of those jurors is familiar with this process. This is a, a, a fundamental part of our lives nowadays. It's much like 100 years ago, people used magnifying glasses. This is no different than that. And if, I think this is common knowledge, and I don't think I need any sort of expertise on this issue, if the defense wants to quibble with it, they have an expert who can offer testimony. But the exhibit's already in evidence. It would be well, no different first than off, me first putting off, off, off. A, f- a photograph of it, and then and then holding up an, uh, an enlargement. I mean, we had a guy coming yesterday with Walgreens prints. I mean, this is this is what is done with photographs all the time. There's enlargements done in the lab. It doesn't change the pixels. Change. No,
2: no, no. You you know. I don't want to hear about what happened earlier in the trial that came in without objection. If you didn't object, then I didn't address it. Now. I'm not going to police this case so everybody, anytime somebody wants to put some evidence in, I'm gonna say, well, wait a minute, what about that? What about that? I have to have an objection. I get an objection and then I rule on it. There has been no objection during this trial when either side has exploded an image or or anything like that. If you'd have brought in an objection, if he'd have brought in an objection, I would have ruled on it. But to, to say now, well, this has already been done during the trial. I've got an in- objection in front of me now. He's suggesting that the uh, amplifying the image uh, is uh, is altering what is portrayed. The image which is portrayed, and you're giving me as a defense, it's no different from using a magnifying glass. I don't believe that because if I take, you know, the image is the same, and all it is doing is improving my poor old vision. Uh, here you've got uh, someone uh, to correct me if I'm wrong. I do believe the expert that, uh, testified that he had inserted or the, either the him or the device inserted additional pix- pixels into the image. That different program. Yeah. Well, I don't know what kind of I I don't care what kind of a program it is. The question is, is the, is the, is the, is the image in its virginal state?
0: I, I, I care about what program it is your honor because these are these are technical issues mr. Richards has just made representations with no basis whatsoever Can you slow down? absolutely just it over. mr. Richards has just made technical representations with no basis in this record whatsoever wow. he is questioning a common part of life that we use everyone uses every single day the expert who testified was talking about a different software program, and it does make a difference. I don't well, know. Well, then, you're, then you're if it's going to be an issue, let's, well, let's you're make You're the it proponent. A
2: shot. I said before, I'm not going to talk about it further. You're the proponent, and you need to uh, assure me before I let the jury um, uh, you know, uh, speculate on it that it is a reliable method that does, that does not distort what is depicted.
3: And that's the thing here. So, okay, right. so we're gonna it's take the risk. Right. It's the risk. Here the the prosecution has already rested their case. They've already said, "Okay, we are done introducing new evidence. We are done introducing new expert witnesses. We're done." So on cross-examination of the defendant, they now want to introduce video files that they plan to enhance to zoom in in a way that, as the judge said, would put it in a non-virginal state. So they want to introduce new evidence, and, they, and they're and they just saying, trust us, when you pinch and you zoom in, it doesn't change the pixels. It can sometimes. It can sometimes change the pixels. It can sometimes round things out so they're not as blocky, make certain assumptions. It absolutely can sometimes happen on, on these devices. So what the judge is saying is it just isn't worth the risk at this point. We're at the end of our second hour, so we're going to pause right here. We're going to keep going into the next hour for the audio version, so make sure you check out the next file starting right now.